Hello, hello, hello. So who knew there can be up to 27 hormone disrupting chemicals in mainstream period products? It's a really shocking fact that not many people are aware of, considering you're putting period products in or near your body every single month. However, Ridey period products, on the other hand, contain zero bleach, toxins or harmful chemicals. And I'm absolutely delighted to announce that Riley are sponsoring my podcast this month. Riley is an Irish female founded period care subscription service for 100% organic cotton products. They believe you've got the right to know exactly what you're putting into your body every month, which is exactly why they started this business. They also don't want to lock you into anything, which is why you can cancel and reactivate your subscription at any time. No strings attached. And they've kindly given me a discount code for 15% off your first three months of period products. Simply head to their website, www.wearereilly.com, and you can use the code SHANE15, S-H-A-N-E-1-5, and get your eco-period products conveniently delivered to you and when you need them the most. Hello, hello, hello. So before I go into today's episode, I'm absolutely over the moon to announce that the brand new female fat loss program is starting on the 14th of November. So this will be the very, very last one that will start and finish in 2022 and then in 2022 I'm going to change things up with a load of different things in the package as is so if you're interested in working with me on in a group setting and what you get in the group setting is you have a Facebook group you have myself in there we do lives every Tuesday based off questions that you and the group send in based off your check-ins or if you have any questions that come in during the week you get a tailored program set for yourself tailored calories that are set for yourself it would help you to remove that all or nothing perfection mentality that may be at play you'll get tailored training to home or gym workouts with videos which whatever you prefer or if you prefer walking you can do that also so you'll also get recipe books from me that are my fitness pal friendly so you just have to scan the barcode and you can enter those in for you you will also have me checking in with you once a week and providing you with with tailored feedback to yourself the people that have done the program so far the feedback has been removing perfection getting rid of that all or nothing mindset learning how to manage weekends getting results that they've never had before and they've had many different coaches so if you are interested in working myself for the last female fat loss program that lasts for six weeks the price is 169 for six weeks and it will start on monday the 14th of november so if you're interested pop me a dm or click the link below and I look forward to seeing you in the group. Hello, hello, hello. So we are gonna go into a solo episode and it is an episode that one of my old clients has asked for and I've kind of covered it a little bit on previous episodes, previous guests. And I think it's important to understand this for if you work with clients i think it's under, important to understand it if it's it impacts you, you and it's kind of it's more common than people realize and what i'm going to kind of talk about is the impact that digestion pooping <laughs> every day is crucial for your hormone balance and the role of why you need to go to the bathroom around a particular time of the month for yourself like as we are aware that there's this axis but or you may not be aware but there's a, an axis between our brain and our stomach called the gut brain axis so when the stomach is happy generally the brain may be happier okay but if the gut doesn't feel content or bloated or it doesn't feel 
at ease, the brain can get impacted by it as well. So one of the best indicators of how happy and healthy you feel probably depends on the quality and frequency of bowel movements. And I think this is particularly for those who have menstrual cycles. It's hard it's kind of hard to feel at your best when you, you're cramped up or constipated or you're dashing to the bathroom for a bout of diarrhea or you're unable to go to the bathroom with constipation for many people life's life's modern stressors a less than kind of nutritious or wholesome or stellar diet not drinking enough water has made constipation almost like a new normal for people and obviously there's people who may have other gut health issues and if you have good health issues like Crohn's or something else like that or you have issues with the the bowel itself you need to go and talk to the doctor and make sure you get you're getting the precautions taken on that and ha- not having a functioning bowel that may be optimal to your health has it comes with it a lot of a variety of reasons why, why that might be a problem particularly for those who have cycles and constipation can really mess up with your hormones particularly your estrogen hormone and in turn this can lead to a host of other annoying problems like headaches or acne and it's important to understand how constipation can actually throw off your hormones out of sync and but first i need to give you a quick biology lesson on why that is so if you think of the liver right so the liver is responsible for binding hormones by converting them into your methylated forms. So this, what this means, it's converting them from fat soluble to water soluble. And once this happens, the bound hormones are then transpa- transported into the actual gut itself where they can be safely excreted. But what happens when the excretion is delayed because you're constipated? And what happens here is if your bowels aren't moving, your estrogen sticks around longer than it should and goes back into circulation back into the body and what can happen is you need to make sure that you're going to the bathroom to get rid of that estrogen because it's always going to circulate back in it's kind of like if you think of it like a pipe and for a pipe you put water into it and it goes out the other end but if you connect a pipe to another pipe it's just going to circulate and circulate and circulate and pick up dirt and just run around the actual pipes itself so additionally imbalances in the gut flora itself can lead to increased population of an enzyme that essentially reactivates bound estrogen and other hormones by by disconnecting them from their methyl group themselves Well, when this actually happens, estrogen, which is no longer water soluble, gets reabsorbed into the bloodstream. And what then then happens is constipation exacerbates this process since the hormone is sitting in the stool for longer and has a greater chance of being separated from the methyl group itself. So when you think of your cycle right now, the only way for you to really get rid of the estrogen out of your body is going through to the bathroom. So if you're someone who struggles with constipation, I'm going to talk about how to remedy this solution or aid the solution for you. That if you think of it like, if you think of your cycle like a an onion and you think of the onion like a the estrogen, layer by layer it comes off. So what happens when you have your period is a layer will come off and that will go into whatever it goes into. I'm not going to go into the technical mumbo jumbo of it. 
And in order to get rid of that excess layer or that estrogen or that old cycle, it needs to be pooed back out. Without going to that bathroom, that X, that layer is going to be circulated back around and will come with other discomfort or different problems. And that will make it a more uncomfortable, more bloating, more, yeah, a lot more uncomfortable cycle or time of the month for you. So that's why it's so, so important for you. And sometimes it can be like if you experience constipation once in a while it's no big deal but kind of constant constipation for you can lead to a hormone imbalance and since the hormones that get recycled back into the body are more toxic than its original form it's really really important to make sure you are going to the bathroom so what are some of the immediate issues that you might notice is acne and poor metabolic waste elimination or plus a hormone imbalance can wreak havoc on your skin and if you aren't moving waste out through your bowels, your body can attempt to push it out through the actual skin and that can wreak havoc as well. Like other health problems caused by the accumulation of estrogen as well can crop up pretty quickly, including headaches, PMS, frequent periods, heavy periods and hot flashes. And over time, these health risks start to get pretty serious. And over the long term, there's potentially an increase of for risk for increased risk for estrogen dependent potential cancers since the normal excretion process isn't properly happening and it's important to make sure you are talking to the doctor with this if you are someone in this so some practices that may aid you in promoting daily pooping and balanced hormones is you need to come make sure that you're keeping your hormones in check and avoiding the problems and it can be as simple as making a few dietary and lifestyle tweaks that promote regular going to the bathroom and Remember, regular means at least one, once up to three times a day. The least or the minimum should be happening is once every two days. If it's ha- if you're not going to the bathroom for more than two days, you need to make sure that you are going to either the doctor to get that checked or you need to go to the pharmacy as a short-term measure to make sure you're going to the bathroom. Any more than if you're going into a third day having having not gone to the bathroom, you need to go to make sure you are taking a laxative solution. And a healthy stool sample shouldn't contain mucus or blood or undigested food. So if any of those are present, you need to probably talk to your doctor on that side of things. So what can help to promote effective hormone balances in the body and promote healthy going to the bathroom? making sure that you're getting decent exercise. Like the stuff that I'm going to mention now isn't rocket science and people are like, yeah, but it can't be that easy. It's like often the things that we kind of like overcomplicate are generally quite easy to manage unless there's other elements at play. So getting regular exercise, particularly kind of walking or cardiovascular fitness can help and it can kind of reduce or kind of increase in intestinal motility. So it can increase mobility of the actual stool samples themselves in the fecal matter and that will uh, really means intestinal contractions that actually allow you to go to the bathroom being relaxed not being stressed some people when they get stressed uh, particularly those who may have ibs might have a laxative effect when they get stressed and some other people when they get stressed they kind of like almost if you (laughs) this is going to be not a nice image (laughs) if you think of it like a mole it's kind of like it wants to come out, but when you get stressed, it's almost sucked back in. That's what it means. I'm so sorry for that graphic image. 
another thing that can be at play is not drinking enough water and it's one of the most common things that i see is they're either not getting enough fiber which is your fruit and veggies or they're not getting enough water or a combination of the two and how much you how much should you aim for i would just aim to drink more than you are drinking like your tea and coffee count as your water as well when they say one and a half to two liters of water a day it's including your tea and coffee would i include would i advise drinking just tea and coffee and no water probably not so if you're having say two coffees a day and a cup of tea at night when you're chilling out i would try to get at least a liter of water in on top of that and that will probably give you the one and a half to two liters of water a day that's probably a pretty solid pretty solid recommendation it's if you're one simple tool that i use for myself is I would try to get a glass of water in while the kettle is boiling for my first coffee. So at least it's I've ticked that box off. So I'm already getting like half. I'm already getting a pint of water into me while the kettle is boiling, and then I'm getting another little bit when I'm having my coffee in the morning. And then I have a water bottle. And my goal at the water bottle, I make a game out of it because I'm a little bit competitive. That I try to make sure that I have three of those gone by the end of the day. My water bottle is about three quarters of a liter so that's how i make sure the best the best way to check are you hydrated really is if you look at your urine when it's into this in the actual system in the in the toilet itself is it if it's a luminous orange you're not hydrated if it's kind of a clear yellow you're hydrated if it's a clear clear like you can see through it it probably means you're overhydrated. so in relation to the other thing that i spoke about which is fiber so ramping up your intake of non-starchy veggies uh, and fruits is a really, really really good idea and and kind of aiming for like raspberries or those kind of foods um but one of the things that i kind of recommend also on top of that would be right can you add in more fruit into your breakfast can you add more fruit into your greek yogurts can you add in more fruit if you're having ice cream um could you snack on a little bit more fruit could you add in flax seeds into your Greek yogurt? Could you add in flax seeds into your porridge or your overnight oats? Those simple things. Don't forget, fiber is in porridge or oats as well. The whole grain bread, whole grain options, whole grain bagels, whole grain bread, whole grain pasta, they all have fiber in them. So we all know that we probably need, could all do with kind of going towards a more Mediterranean diet, which is adding a little bit more greens to our bodies and a little bit more nutrients getting more veggies in can be done through frozen veg fruit any way you can um so there's other things that you potentially could do but i wouldn't go down this route until it's a last resort which is potentially taking a liver supporting supplement but a supplement is to supplement a diet it isn't to be the diet so there's things like maybe dim or nac or alpha lipoic acid there's a few things but i wouldn't take all them together i wouldn't take them without medical permission i wouldn't take them without medical supervision so please do not take those supplements without talking to your doctor so we need to look at it from a point of view of hormone imbalances can cause constipation not just the other way around while it's actually less common for hormone imbalances to cause constipation it can happen and one of the most common imbalances that leads to constipation is can be elements of hypothyroidism or too little thyroid hormone, so even underactive thyroid. Hypothyroidism is underactive. Hyperactive thyroid is um, overactive. So think of it like 
hyper means hyper child so hyper is overactive and without adequate thyroid hormones in your actual bodies the body the bowels can struggle to move so if chronic constipation is an issue for you i would look at potentially and would highly recommend to have a cons- to consider a complete thyroid lab to evaluate your health and this includes your tsh your free t4 your free t3 your anti-tpo and your anti thyroid globulin antibodies so there's a lot there and there's a lot of information there and it's important to kind of make sure that you're kind of you feel you're safe and knowing that and it's really important that you understand why fiber is such a big deal with your hormones it's mainly down to your estrogen so if you think of it like on on, i'm going to give an example of a 28 day cycle your cycle may be longer it may be shorter if you track your cycle through with clue happen or not clapping clue um or kindara or with the likes of natural cycles you'll understand what your normal cycle is for you everyone is different this episode might not even be applicable to you but i'm going to give an example of a 28 day cycle so if you think of break down a 28 day cycle the middle of that, so day 14, is where ovulation happens. That's where pregnancy can occur. That's where the, 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 the egg is released, okay? So what happens for the first 14 days post-cycle, which is day 1 to 13, is your estrogen levels are higher, okay? And then that peak, your estrogen levels peak at day 14. And then what happens after day 14 is that your estrogen should, should kind of subside slowly. And then seven days after you ovulate, your progesterone should rise up. So your estrogen is your Beyonce hormone, makes you feel sassy and makes you a little bit more uh, out there, a little bit more passionate about things. And then your progesterone is your calming hormone. So your estrogen peaks at, ovulate, at ovulation and then subsides and then in order to get rid of that kind of subsiding or that lowering rate of estrogen, you need to make sure you're going to the bathroom in order to get rid of it. So it regenerates and starts the whole process again. And that's the menstrual cycle. Okay. So it's the estrogen is the main hormone for females. And there's other one, progesterone. There's a lot of other females. And as we've spoken about already, estrogen is processed by the liver and should ideally be excreted when you head to the bathroom. And if you aren't making regular trips to the loo, the the estrogen gets circulated back in and this may not be a great thing so what can each excess estrogen or estrogen dominance that it may be maybe called as well can be the root of many symptoms including bloating breast tenderness and swelling uh fibrocystic lumps in your breast irregular periods increased pms symptoms mood swings headaches anxiety weight gain cold hands or feet trouble sleeping fatigue memory problems and like excess estrogen can also decrease your stress your sex life and and orgasms you need them they're good for you trust me so as i'm sure you're you're you know now that eating plenty of fiber helps us go to the bathroom and it's one of those things that's overlooked and what i would say about kind of like a target of fiber there's varying different ranges and i would probably just start off and when clients ask me this i i I tend not to give fiber recommendations to people who are learning how to break yo-yo dieting because it can cause overwhelm and overwhelm just confuses people so 
and too much information people take all these information and then apply none of it and then they get annoyed why they haven't got to their goal so i would try to get more fiber in or more fruit or veggies in than you are currently you're getting that's what the first point it would, would be then if you are looking for a target and bringing that in it would probably be anywhere between say 25 to 35 grams of fiber per day okay it obviously depends on the size of the person it depends on what age you are it depends on how many calories you're at the less calories you need or the the, the um but 25 to 35 grams is a pretty safe option so how can we actually increase your fiber intake and having fiber protein veggies with most meals doesn't mean you can't have like simple carbohydrates like bread and rice they are fun too you're a much nicer person with them in your life so what i would look at is if you're looking to try and get more fiber in is including whole grains like brown wild or forbidden rice um quinoa oats or buckwheat seeds like chia flax seeds pumpkin sesame and sunflowers nuts like almonds pecans nuts um hazelnuts cashews beans like black pinto kidney garbanzo fruits like raspberries oranges apples mangoes guava and there's many more and then you could add more colorful dark colorful veggies in like beets carrots artichokes and there are some that are more beneficial for your hormones and they're like cruciferous vegetables like kale cabbage um brussels sprouts bok choy collard greens broccoli cauliflower turnips radishes and that's because in addition to being great sources of fiber they're very supportive for your liver and which we've spoken about is the liver plays a massive role in your estrogen kind of generation so before you start loading up on the fiber remember to take it slow i've seen it happened previously with some people in that they go from not a whole lot of fiber to having a load of fiber and then they end up just being gassy and bloating and uncomfortable and they think this is what adding more veggies feels like that's not what it's meant to feel like if you have a range of say if you're on five grams a day of fiber that's very low so i would probably aim to go can you add in maybe five to ten on top of that could you add in an extra portion of veggies onto your plate that's what I would probably recommend. Increasing your fiber too quickly can lead to issues like constipation or bloating. And that's not what we want. That's not what we're after. So if you're hard, having a hard time with this side of things, and if you're not going to the bathroom at least every two days, you need to go to a pharmacy or you need to talk to your doctor to see what's going on. If you feel that it could be your thyroid, I would, I would highly recommend going to your doctor to talk to them about what your options are getting your t3 getting your t4 all these various different things kind of checked um when you are talking to the doctor and i think that's really really important to bring in and raise that awareness and it's it's there there's massive different things like a happy a good a healthy gut means happy hormones as cheesy as that sounds and it's important that if you aren't going to the bathroom it, it's your body's giving you feedback it's trying to get rid of the estrogen out of the body so it doesn't recirculate and it could be down to stress factors it could be down to lifestyle factors it could be down to thyroid factors it could be down to dietary factors or lack of water so it could be a combination of all of them it could be one of them and if you feel you're fitting into that bracket and 
you need guidance just pop me a dm and i'll be happy to answer but the role of fiber cannot be downplayed with how your happy gut and happy hormones how it impacts on your health so if you think of it again to think of this analogy so the first so if you think of it this way your estrogen rises peaks at ovulation then it drops down and it's meant to drop down and your progesterone takes over for the second half of your cycle in order when that estrogen is dropping down it needs to go somewhere okay if that estrogen can't go somewhere it's just going to recirculate like dirty water in your body which won't be beneficial to your body so you need to make sure you're going to the bathroom if you have constipation like symptoms look at are you getting enough water are you getting enough veggies are you stressed all the time if you are leading into more than three days or more like once every day bang on once every two days is minimal anything past that i would highly recommend to go to a pharmacy or go to talk to your doctor to see what's going on get your hormone screen would be my first point of call to see if there's a thyroid issue um and to see if that's at play i read out those symptoms already so please 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 make sure that you're being looked after on look at your lifestyle look at your dietary choices um to make sure that you have a healthy body help happy hormones um and some of it can be easily managed some of it can be made trickier maybe trickier for other people like i remember talking to someone very recently this is the way it's always been it's like have we tried to change anything or have we spoken to anything any a doctor or uh someone else about it and they're like no so okay so it hasn't always been like this when did it change it changed when i had when stress ramps up okay so stress is your trigger so how do we reduce your stress so what we did we had a cut off time at work and that was one thing and within a couple of months for that person things normalized from their constipation relief and they felt better and they're bloating their mood everything changes so it can't be done it isn't always going to be that easy or that simple but clients have had it that that way with me in and they've seen massive changes on that side of things as well so i really hope you've enjoyed that episode on it it's something that one of you asked for so if you have any other questions you want me to cover let me know uh, so if you have enjoyed this episode at all or if you have any questions or any feedback on it please do let me know and i'll be happy to answer them if you want to work with me on a one-to-one capacity click on the link below if you want to join the female fat loss program that is starting on the 14th of november it's the last one before christmas it will teach you how to manage christmas and still get your results which is a key factor because a lot of people it's the busiest season people i, I can educate you on how to manage that and manage those expectations as well versus your reality so if you want to do that as well the link is in the show notes or pop me a dm i really really hope you found this episode useful and thank you again to ready period products for sponsoring the podcast